This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for locking in with me today on this fine Saturday afternoon. What a show we have in store. Now, Craig McManus is someone I've met in the UK doing our coaching badges. Now, obviously, knowing you come across so many different people when you go on courses. I had no idea who I was sitting next to on this course to jump up to UA for B. Now, this was really, really interesting because his background, his story, what he's been through, and also what it's given back to him in order for his career to, to, to flourish the way it has from zero to hero. He's done so much in the game already, and he's still growing as a coach. Now, when you listen to his interview today, you're going to notice that he has, he has quite a, a presence about him. And also, he's very grounded. You could never imagine what he's been through. So make sure you lock in today. He's going to be on the show, on the Halftime Show, which is going to be great. I can't wait to share this episode with you. What a show we have in store. Go get yourself a little bit of a drink, and I'll see you right after this. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Hey my friend, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. How you doing? You're looking well, my man. <laughs> How's you it too? all going? Things are alright. Things are okay. <laughs> Um, it's just a bit strange, isn't it? Everything's just a bit weird and a bit strange, but it's it's all right. Things are okay. Um, what's the tops you've got there? What's the is it Arsenal? I've got a couple of Arsenal, one Real Madrid, one Ghana from the World right. Team, and uh, yeah, I've got a couple around, man. You know, <laughs> make ourselves all the boxes, the boots. Um, we've got Ronaldinho here. Yeah, got, um, 2015 World Cup Ghana. Uh, squad because I was part of that and then yeah. Maradona over there uh, <laughs> yeah so we're trying we're trying to get one of them <laughs> trying to build up <laughs> um, you are one person I have a lot of respect for and admire and for those that are listening and um, are new to obviously yourself and our relationship uh, Craig McManus is someone I met in the English Football Association doing our coaching badges we actually sat on the same table by coincidence and all part of a team to set up our you know our development in coaching and um, a true ambassador you know um, as a human being as well I have a lot of respect for him after hitting rock bottom he overcame a two decade battle with cocaine and alcohol he lost his job car and his and, and his house to addiction but however he did turn it around he did represent Scotland as a player at street soccer if I'm, if I'm correct and led, led England out in the homeless World Cup which was for me mind-boggling <laughs> so just a brief introduction on Craig Craig welcome to the show my man thank you it's great to see you again it's, it's good to see you too you know how have you been you know what are you up to these days so um, obviously things have been kind of put on pause with the current situation yeah. you know uh, it's been a difficult time for everyone you know but I think over the last number of months in particular it's given me a lot of time to consider and the last time we spoke um, I mentioned that I was going to be leaving my role um, managing the Team England um, Homeless World Cup squad and investigating other opportunities 
So I've done that, um, and I'm now in the inception of a new idea in London, which will be called Street Soccer London, and it is basically working with youths across the city. The main goal was preventing knife crime, violence, you know, and that, that epidemic that goes on in the city of London, but also um, challenging the big issues around poverty, homelessness, addiction, you know, and stuff that's very close to my heart. So we got that going uh, at the start of the year, and we were just starting to get operational, um, and obviously COVID's put a pause on that, but um, that's okay, because we'll return back when it's the time's right. That's, that's exciting times though, man, especially for yeah. someone who, I mean, naturally you had that leadership. We were, we were sitting on a table, it was four of us, I think, four, four or five of us, and we just looked to the big man on the right and it was Craig there <laughs> sitting down quite quiet. And, and we thought he was a leader when he was sitting down, but also the, the ability to absorb the information is what I have a lot of respect for you because you took, you took things from everywhere and, and kind of meshed it into your, your own flavor. But then when we went out on the pitch, then again, the natural leadership, because you played for Hamilton, I believe, in the, in the Scottish, yeah. Scottish League. The natural yeah. leadership showed up. Everyone was like, the big man at the back, you got to watch out for him. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for me. I was on the other side, so it, was, it wasn't that bad. I didn't have to face you that many times. But, um, but yeah, it's great to see what you're doing, man. And, I, and you know what's nice is that it's just creating like a positive, you know, fresh outlook on what we have been facing and a lot of people have kind of avoided that you know especially with what's been happening crime wise and and with the with the substance abuse and everything a lot of people have kind of just almost ignored it or neglected it you face it head on how has that experience been well i think it would be remiss of me to ignore my experience in life. You know, I've been involved in football since, what, four or five years of age, and it's been constant in my life. And if anything, it's the only thing that's um, been constant in my life. So I've played at different levels, enjoyed, had wonderful experiences. Um, but I've also seen the good of what football can achieve. You know, I've saw how it can bring people together, it can create a sense of belonging, it can challenge um, not just physical well-being but mental health, um, it can uh, bring a community closer together. So in London, I've been in London for three and a half years and obviously I've had my own issues, um, you know, which resulted in me playing with Scotland at the Homeless World Cup and then, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Marins and the England team, you know, um, in the, the Homeless World Cup thereafter. But um, I saw the magic of the game from a different sense, you know, and I believe that if you keep things simple, you know, um, as I said, we're not trying to do anything too sophisticated. All we're trying to do is bring communities closer together and improve the life choices of the young people in the city through the game. The way of doing that is, as I said earlier, is, is bring a, um, the group of people together, but have positive role models, people with lived experience who can share that experience and more importantly, give the young people a route out of you know, maybe the gang culture or, or what they perceive as success in their own estates or manors or communities. Um, but for me, it's that sense of, belong, sense of belonging, but always being there for someone when um, things might not go the way that everyone expects them to go. So, for example, some young people that we work with have had 
terrible experiences in education, you know, poor experiences in the home, you know, um, and it's very difficult for me to trust people. What better way can you do it on the football pitch? You know, and just yeah. build experiences, build a, a bond, um, have a, a bit of fun on the way, you know, and then once we've got that relationship, then we can start challenging the bigger issues. But for me, it all stems in one main thing, which is poverty. And, you know, if we can, you know, as a community, you know, come together and challenge these things, then there's no doubt in my mind it will create, create hope, which will ultimately create opportunities for the, the people that we work with, both young men and more, young women in the city. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! And it raises awareness on what's happening around us because a lot of the times, you know, studying the game, we see like, for example, a South American that comes from abroad and he's hungry and we're like, wow, we love that hunger, but we have that around us. And we're kind of looking at the South Americans and the, and the people that come from outside and say, wow, look at the way that they've come from poverty. Then what you're saying now is addressing the ones that are literally around the corner and saying, yeah. you know, they're suffering from that as well. How much has the game shifted now to the mental side of the game, in your opinion? So, so I, I suppose I'll read, and I've got two hats on there. I've got my, my professional hat on on a daily basis, working with football in a different context. Um, but, you know, a big part of what we'll do is focus on that social and psychological side where it's improving um, decision-making, problem-solving, um, you know, communication, teamwork, awareness, perception, you know, all these types of things. But I'm also doing a bit of coaching um, as well. Well, I will be when we get back, which has that mix of the technical and the tactical stuff. So I've got, I think, you know, we spoke about before that kind of holistic approach to the player, player come first, future player model that, that we experience through our education at the FA. But I think that, um, so football, regardless of what your circumstances are, it can be effective in any way, you know. So, but we as an organisation at Street Soccer London, we are not trying to create footballers. We're trying to create positive young men and positive young women who have experienced probably a lot of the time trauma and really negative experience. So there's a lot of care needed around that and obviously we're not going to be that focused on competitive edge, but we can use that. We can use that to an advantage um, to allow them to see that, you know, it's a tough world at times, you know, and you need to have that edge if, if you want to be successful, whatever success means for that individual. So we'll nurture that, but in a very positive way. Um, but on the other side, when it comes to the, the, the coaching that I'm doing, um, and I will be doing, it's very difficult to um, not get caught up in that competition side of it, which I love. So I've got the best of both worlds. I've got something I'm extremely passionate about. And it's not, I've said this, I think, before to you, it's not a crusade that I'm on. It's not like I'm here to save the world. I'm not, I don't have, I don't have any ambition to do that in any way. All I can do is, is, is be a positive role model in that environment and hopefully young people, other people I work with, identify that 
some way um, and the coaching side you know all I can do is pass on my experience and give people advice and guidance um, and I hope that I allow them to kind of nurture uh, the the problem solving skills that are required to be successful in the game at whatever level they go on to play with so I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate I'm in a really good place and um, and you know, I'm not being ignorant of what's going on in the world, you know, but I think, you know, over the last number of months, it's given me a lot of time to obviously focus on me as an individual and what I can do to make um, my life more impactful and and the things that I want to achieve. But COVID, COVID has, has played a an interesting part in, you know, everyone's life over the last couple of months, you know, and there's a lot of tragedy and sadness and, you know, these sort of things. But on a personal basis, I've got to try and find a silver lining. Um, and it's given me a lot of time to reflect and and think um, and then plan. And then now I've got the hunger to go out there and, and start doing things again, which I can see some hope on the horizon. So we should be involved in a couple of projects starting potentially soon and you know in Brixton prison which will be great you know working with men who are about to come back into society and how we can support them and uh, not returning back to the things that got them into trouble in the first place so um, things are starting to build and get but I think yeah the last couple of months has been exciting in a way difficult Mm. and challenging but ultimately it's given me the, the platform to kind of move forward this is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Oh he loves to fire that what a goal this is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95 nice strike It's exciting times. I can't yeah. wait to come back. Are you in England or are you in uh, London or are you in Scotland now? I'm in London. I'm, I'm London. in London for the time now, yeah. I can't wait to come back and visit you once the gates open and see what you guys are doing. It sounds exciting times. I got to ask you though, you look fresh, man. How are you getting that tan? <laughs> <laughs> when I was living in London, we didn't have that kind of weather. I'm living in Dubai. I don't even have that tan. <laughs> So it's actually about 25 degrees today, it's lovely. Um, and uh, as being a Scotsman, we didn't see the sun that often. So whenever there's the sun's out, I take every opportunity. And, you know, I've got a, a small back garden where I can sit. And it's been great because we've been able to get three boys and we've been able to spend time with the boys, nice. even though it's been hectic and you nice. can imagine, you know, yeah. that the fun and games that goes on but it's been nice to sit there but you're not the first person to comment that and I've just kind of noticed that in the camera (laughs) well you know what man maybe I need to calm down a bit I'll I'll tell you what man it's so good to see you're looking well you're looking (laughs) fresh you know um, your story is is real it's raw it's inspiring and I'm glad those people are, are, are in your hands so to speak when it comes down to looking up for advice because you've been there you've lived it um the tan is on point as well. I gotta say, um, where can we where can we follow you at least on social media for now um, until you know the gates open and then obviously you know times will be a lot better for us. Well, just just a, one point there that I'd like to, if you don't mind me um, saying, is that you know I do feel that I'm in a really priv- privileged position now um, to pass on some guidance and experience, you know, um, but. I must mention, you know, that if it wasn't for other people 
in my life been able to support me on that journey. I wouldn't be here and been able to do that. So I've got a lot of people to be grateful for. Street Soccer Scotland in particular, obviously Centrepoint, the homeless charity in London, which where where I um, I done my I worked previously, um, and family, friends, and everyone else have gave me that opportunity. So life was difficult, but it's not like that today. You know, life's good today, but life was challenging, and and a lot of that was down to me. You know, well, most of it was down to me, unfortunately. But um, it was it was. I'm in a really lucky position now, and that's been because people were were always willing to support me. So I think, if anything, that gives me extra motivation to never close doors on, on any individual and show them that there's there's always a um, a route back to uh, you know support and help that we can give that. Do you know what you're talking about? Social media there. Um, I'm a novice when it comes to social media. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, that's you why know, I asked. But, uh, <laughs> so, so, so it's interesting. I've got a colleague, Jack, who's he's, he's up by a whiz on it. He's brilliant. So we've currently, you know, we've got a street soccer London. Um, so street soccer um, LDN, mm-hmm. um, which is our, our Instagram ha- um, presence. You know, we're not on Twitter yet, but you know, I've, we've got a street soccer LDN Facebook account. Yeah. Um, but personally, um, you'll find me on Facebook and, and Twitter and um, Instagram under Craig McManus 5 that was my, my number when I played football but Before the it, was five or, it, was either, it was either 5 <laughs> <laughs> it was either 5 or 14 depending on how the manager was looking at me but yeah, uh, um, yeah so that's so you can pick up on that and I'd be I'd love for people in London to connect up yeah. uh, and because what I'd love to do is create a football movement, a football community where, you know, it's people from all different backgrounds, you know, it doesn't matter if you've faced adversity or, you know, have, have you been the most successful person in the city? It's like, you know, we love the game and the game can offer so much. So hopefully we can create a movement which allows people to share experiences and more importantly, allow people to feel um, the commonality of what the game can offer. Brilliant. Brilliant. Hey, listen, man, thank you very much for taking the time. I know there's a, there's a three hour time difference. It's always good to chat to you. You do look fresh, I have to say. You know? Yes. So, love that. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, man, thank you for, for making our day. I'm sure that people will love to hear this this show. And I'll share all the details with you on, on WhatsApp as well. Perfect. Listen, take care and thanks again. And I look forward to catching up with you when you get back to sunny London. <laughs> Definitely, mate. All the best, yeah? <laughs> take care, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Bye bye. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.